0: Thank you for tuning into More Than a Felon. I'm your host, Liddell Hayes, T26179, the ex-felon. After serving a prison sentence of 11 and a half years, I was able to get back into society and founded my very own nonprofit organization called Operation Flame. However, society is not always the most forgiving when inmates are being reintroduced after serving prison time. Here at more than a felon, we will conduct live interviews with ex-felons who have found success within their community and are striving to change the lives of others. Join us every week where you can experience real topics from ex-felons as well as real-time phone calls with currently incarcerated inmates to get their opinion on how we can reduce the spread of incarceration. Ex-felons in society have paid their debts to the rights for freedom but many are challenged to change the way we are viewed by public perception. For more information regarding matters such as these, please feel free to visit our website at operationflame.com.
1: Grand Rising, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of More Than a Felon. I'm your host, Liddell Hayes. And today, I want to piggyback off of a previous uh, episode uh, titled Financial Stability. I just wanna go back in a little further detail with what I've done and what I'm currently doing, hoping that it can be an inspiration or some guidance to anyone, not just someone previously incarcerated, but anyone who has a financial mindset, who's looking into trying to figure out how to secure some long-term financial stability. Purchasing a home in a Southern state might be one of the best avenues to go. And for me, it is one of the only avenues I truly trust over stocks and bonds. And I have a couple of younger cousins that are actually into the stocks thing. So they they understand it a little bit more than, than what I do. I just feel that for me, I prefer to own land and the property on top of the land versus real estate. So what I've done, I was born in the state of Arkansas. I purchased a four bedroom brick house in Arkansas where I have a lot of my family living at. Uh, the house was purchased for roughly $4,700 no, plus. There are some taxes I had to pay here and there. So it came out to be right under $5,000. And what I've done so far, I went out there. I had a lot of spare time. So I flew out there to my uncle's house. And I was there roughly about, I'm going to say about a week and a half. And a lot of the work I've actually done myself. So I probably put... Uh, about two grand into the house. So let's say I'm I'm all in right now for a total of $7,000. Well, the only one of the main things that was wrong with the house is when you go in, uh, there was part of the floor that had, it was uneven. So that lets me know there were some foundation issues, which we are now getting ready to mitigate because my uncle's, have when got a floor jack a hydraulic floor jack so what they're going to do is they're going to get under the house get the jacks buy the jacks and use their their floor jack to jack those house jack the foundation up in those several spots and leave the bottle jacks under there and it will hold the foundation sturdy after that's going to be done i'm pretty much looking at the basic stuff now finish up the paint redo the bathrooms, redo the kitchen, and I'm going to put the house up for housing. So as of right now, I'm all in for roughly $7,000 because it's my uncles and they love their nephew and nephew love their uncles. We really haven't discussed how much money this is going to cost me yet, but I know them. I'm going to be out there with them. Family, they help me. I help them. We help each other. So I'm pretty sure I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm gonna say I'm looking at a total of the last part that I have to do with this house. I'm looking at less than five thousand dollars. That will probably bring me right at twelve grand into this house before it's able to get rented out. I'm going to put it on housing out there, and then I'm going to have a property management company manage the property for me. So in that part of the south. A four bedroom brick house will bring you right at five, excuse me, $750 a monthly value out there in the South. And it's really not bad. So you look at it. Will you spend $12,000 just to bring in $750 a month? Is that economically sound? I would say for housing as an investment, absolutely, it's worth every penny. And what we look at is long-term stability versus something that you invest $12,000 into, you wanna see your money grow at a rapid rate. And I get it. My thing is, when I look at it I'm looking at it differently I'm looking at the actual fact that I purchased some property at a particular value right at five thousand and I put another close to seven thousand into it so it's going to bring you basically seven thousand I mean twelve thousand dollars now if you multiply 750 which is the amount of rent. The least amount of rent that I'm going to accept, you multiply that by 12, that's $9,000 in one year. So there go well over 60, 70% of my total investment within a year. Now that I have the property uh, rented out, I still, the property is flat out owned. I don't own a mortgage on it. I just pay property taxes. Now, here's the main question: How much is the property worth? I have not got the property appraised. So let's say hypothetically, this property is appraised for bedroom homes. We're gonna have central air and heat. Nice, huge size yard, green grass, couple of trees around it. I'm going to trim up. Uh, pretty much good at that. So let's say this property is now worth $30,000. Now, what have I done? I created a positive income, a positive flow of income, because I have a value of the home because of its appraised value. Now, properties in the South are not actually valued as properties out here. On the West Coast, and I get it, and that's how you can be able to get you a start into a real estate in a larger market. When you, in turn, learn how to to invest your money to get you into this larger market. But let's say after this year, if I rent it out tomorrow, I will take that seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, put it into a particular account. Don't touch it. If there's any further work that might need to be done, you use that monthly income for the first year. That's your repair money. So if you have $750 in there for the first year, nothing goes wrong, good. Which it shouldn't because the house is thoroughly it's remodeled. But in the event that it does, you have that income that rent pays for. That's how you do that. Now, your second year, going into your second year, you've been made all of your investment money back. Plus, now you're living off the profit of it. But yet, you still have that potential value. Now, if you add to that property, if you add another tree, some new paint on the paint the house and you do certain things to the house. It adds, it increases that value. So that's why I prefer to choose a uh, small time real estate over stocks and bonds or other little uh, things that I have told others about. And there's a crew that I supervise at the companies I currently work for and I supervise a lot of young adults in the inner city, upsection of Los Angeles, we call Watts. It's the project. One of the larger projects in the state of California actually is the project, the largest project, this side of the Mississippi. is called the Nickerson Gardens. So a lot of my employees uh, between the ages of 18 and 25 are from the Nickerson Gardens. Um, and they're young. And we've have we've had have and it's about financial stability because a lot of us get we're young we get money and one of the first thing you want to do is look at a car note and to not understand what that car note does it helps you because yeah you have a vehicle but in the long run it works against you because there's a thing called income to debt ratio and you can't afford to buy, purchase certain things when your income-to-debt ratio is fairly high. So one of my the main things I really uh, try to install into some of these younger people are open up an IRA or go through your company that you work for if you can or, you know, get a, a 401k program going or a CD account. And every time you get paid, that account gets paid. I don't care if it's just $25 a paycheck. You do that every time you get paid, that account grows. And you're looking at the long-term stability of it. As you grow through life, there's financial needs for investments and their future, and and I explain it to them just because I don't know, when I had these talks, I don't ask personal questions. Hey, do you have kids or you don't? I always go under the assumption that in life, if you were to have kids, I don't really know all of their particular backgrounds. There's some I do, but there's some I don't, but I just give them hypothetical scenario. You wanna do this for your kids. You wanna have something in play in the event something were to happen to you that you can leave something to your kids something for your kids. and i can tell anyone this when my brother was murdered roughly 26 years ago he had two females they were pregnant so the kids never live my brother never lived to meet his kids and yes he had a job at home depot for a couple of months And what happened is after his death, the only thing the kids were able to get was just $220 somewhere, something like that a month up until they were about 21 years of age. But what is that? What is that gonna, I mean, it helps. But when you look at it, my brother was young when he died, he was 19. Uh, Wasn't too much he can do. But right now we're living in the age where we need to learn how to deal with certain things in a better manner that will actually work for us in the future. Putting up some money in an IRA, a stock or a CD account up until you're about 60 years of age and until your tender retirement age, it can literally retire you with a large amount of money once. You pay taxes on certain things, if it's taxable income or not. I don't know how it all works, but I per se look to literally retire myself. And that's why I invest a lot of my things into some real estate. And this house I'm talking about in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, it's not my only property I actually own out there. This is just the first one that I'm actually almost to the point where it can be rented out for as a rental income which I have to deal with separately on my taxes. Uh, So I'm paying taxes basically in two states. So I would have to uh, figure that one out. But that is the gist of what I'm talking about is how to build long-term stability. Um, If anything were to happen to me, my son uh, will inherit that home and the home is rightfully paid for only thing i have to do is keep the property taxes paid and do little things around the property to increase the value and one of the things that me and my dad was talking about with this particular home because it has a huge backyard is clearing it there's a shed back there that i want to take down there's a couple of trees that I can remove, I can do that myself, and it will give me a larger circumference. I have to call today to find out the zone for that particular city, uh, that particular area. Once I find out the zoning in that area, I can then determine if I can put a second, get a second piece of property built behind it. What that will do, that will also increase my property value and it will also increase the monthly income. Of course, I will have to pay for the remodifications, the second property being built on top of it, but that can come at a price based on what actual home will be appraised for. So hypothetically, I just said, what if this house is appraised for $30,000? Okay, then that's $30,000 of equitable profit for me. Now, for those that don't know, it's cheaper to build a house from the ground up than what it is to buy. And to give you a better example, who has roughly $300,000? I now speaking in the state of California on hand to build a house. So some of these houses that have been built from the ground up might cost you around that much and materials and and permits and other things you have to get done. So in return, whoever builds the house from the ground up might cost right at $300,000, a little bit over a quarter million dollars. In return, they turn around and sell the house to you for 525, 560. So that's how that works. But in the south, things are a lot cheaper. If the cost to build another property on the back house if it's less than the actual price that the home is appraised for, then I will take a loan out on that property to build a second unit on the behind it and then that way basically the property pays for itself then the second property will also go under housing so what i'm doing is taking out a loan to build a property that housing will pay for now let's say it costs thirty thousand dollars to build a two-bedroom home out there that means that i'll take out a loan for thirty thousand and pay it back in a 30-year time frame so let's say that loan comes out to be roughly two three hundred dollars a month hypothetically i have two pieces of property one bringing in 750 and by this second house being newly built i'm going to look to have something similar to the rent from the front house anything between six and an additional six or seven fifty so you're looking at thirteen fourteen hundred dollars a month total but out of fourteen hundred three hundred of it goes to pay a loan the actual other eleven hundred is still is still earning potential. That's positive. So I'm still acquiring a profit, even when I've taken a loan on the property because it's all paying for itself. And these are the things that you can remotely do with a little bit of funding that you can acquire over a period of time and actually look to go to a land that's less affordable and try to start your foundation from there and for that reason that's the reason why i chose real estate to start my portfolio with in the south that way i can operate at a larger more economical which like the state of California, in the future. So I might try this one or two times before I say, you know what, let me buy investment property in the state of California. So, so far, everything's looking good for me. Everything is going according to plan. I'm putting things in motion. And it's just one of those things where there's, I'm not afraid to take a risk. So hopefully all of well. All goes well for me, and I will come back to this topic and give you some more input on maybe why or how you can get started with some of your family members uh, that are trustworthy, and just avenues that we can invest our money in and try to figure out how we can dig ourselves out of a hole, or you know, use income property to bring us more income. Well, I thank you, for, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode. More Than a Felon. I'm your host, Liddell Hayes, and this is the end. And I hope that you stay tuned for further episodes to come. Thank you and have a blessed day.
0: This is your host again, Liddell Hayes, T26179, the ex felon. Thank you for tuning into More Than a Felon where we will continue to discuss daily issues that affect our communities and highlight the achievements of ex-felons who are now gainfully employed, own their own businesses, or those currently seeking future employment. We appreciate you for listening to the stories of those searching for a second chance in society. Subscribe to our podcast here at More Than a Felon. Join our Facebook group at More Than a Felon. And visit our website at OperationFlame.com for more positive stories such as these you've heard.